What's going on, guys? Welcome to Tuesday, November 30th of Sports Weekly Recap Tuesday. I am back. My name is Brandon. With me today is... Fabian, what's going on, guys? And it is good to be back. Yes, I am a married man now. I just got back from my honeymoon. Shout out to Colton and Fabian for holding it down. Appreciate it. I listened to the deal. Appreciate you guys talking about the magic um, and how we are (laughs) one and a thousand at home this year. But the one game we were there. And I heard a lot of respect that you guys gave me for a lot of my takes that were correct. Mm -hmm. But so today, you know, we're back on our usual schedule for a little bit, just until the holidays get closer. We are 25 days till Christmas. So once we get closer to that, it is going to be a little difficult to do two a week or yeah, two a week, but we'll see what we can do. Might have some guests on. Uh, So let's jump right into it, baby. Got a lot of sports to recover. Not much since you guys did on Saturday, but we'll start with the MLB. And I know we didn't talk much about it because we were waiting to find out, but the MVPs this year, the NL, it was Bryce Harper. And the AL, it was Otani. Yeah. So um, obviously, since you know we're current, we're currently in the off season, mm-hmm. um, they came out with the season awards. Like you said, Bryce Harper won it for the NL MVP, and uh, Shohei Otani won it for the American League. Um, both of them had like outstanding seasons. Um, mm-hmm. Otani is probably one of the most gifted players ever because of what he could, what he can do and what he's capable of. You know, he pitches and he plays like outfield and a lot of the times he DHs. Yeah. And um, he, uh, he just had a stellar season, man. I mean, he, he, he had over 40 home runs. Um, he's on the mound guys, a stud. So definitely both of them definitely deserve that award right there. So I thought Bryce Harper didn't do well this year, but I guess not because I didn't. You didn't hear much about him. Um, I know they had some turmoil, mm-hmm. in you know behind the scenes and stuff, but I don't know. I didn't keep up with it much, but it's a shock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people um, they sort of came up with the NL MVP like I want to say a little not premature, but they were talking, they were already giving it to Bryce Harper, like after the all-star break. Mm-hmm. So, cause his, his numbers were just were that good um, before the all-star break. So after the all-star break, and you see this happen a lot, right. With just any player throughout the season, they start to tire out, things like that. So once his numbers started dwindling down a little bit, but he kept them up enough to um, push for that MVP and he got it. So uh, I don't think this is his first one. Um I want to say he won. Yeah, he does previous, have another one. Yeah, with when he was with the Nationals. So, um, I mean, he's a, he's the guy's been uh, talked about ever since he was in high school. So, he's been in the league for some time now. He's just he's already a developed veteran. Um, but in my opinion, even though he won this MVP, uh, this might be a hot take for some, but he's still one of the most overrated players, just in my opinion. So well, that could be your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's very good, but uh, scrolling through some other news, uh, Trace or Trey Mancini, 
mm-hmm. and Buster Posey won Comeback Players of the Year. Yes, and then Buster Posey shortly after retired, um, which is really sad to see because um, growing up, he was one of my favorite catchers to watch. Um, mm. Talented guy behind the plate. Um, had a hell of a bat for a catcher. So um, seeing him go um, without winning another ring because the Giants were um, in the playoffs this season. So um, they were in the they league. Were out, yeah. Um, they had one of the best records in the in the league. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's sad to see him go. He's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer one day. But, um, yeah. And like you said, he won the Comeback Player of the Year. I mm-hmm. mean, because he's been quiet some years. He's been injured. He's been dealing with injuries and stuff. So, seeing him perform like he did this year, it's kind of sad to see him retire. Yeah, it is. I know he was – like a great leadership in that locker room, but then also like on oh, the yeah. field, you know, he brought the oh, energy. Yeah. Like you said, he was a good bat. Mm-hmm. When when the team needed a hit, he got it for him. Yes. All right, so I'm going to yeah, fly through some of the moves in the um, MLB, and you yep. let me know what is big and what's not. So we have Steve sure. Matz from the Blue Jays. He agreed to a four-year deal with the Cardinals – and Eduardo Escobar from – he's now in the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, Sterling Marty is – That's a pretty big one. Is on the Mets as well from the A's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Frazier is traded from the San Diego Padres to the Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. Um. Wander Fran- Franco. Yeah. Um, he is now an 11 year extension with the Rays. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Byron Buxton is a seven year extension with the Twins. Yeah. Marcus Seaman. signed that yesterday. Yes. Marcus Seaman is a seven year deal with the Rangers from the Blue Jays. Yeah, that's a big deal. Okay. That, yeah, that's a big deal. Um, Kevin, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to move on, so go ahead. Oh, um, no, I was just going to say, um, so the Rangers threw out a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. they, they signed him to a seven-year deal, and they signed the Dodgers shortstop, which, we, which you'll see on that list, um, Corey Seager. Yes. Um, I want to say they gave him a 10-year deal. Can you confirm that? Um. Yeah, I will. I don't want to lose my spot, so I will. Oh, yeah, you're good. We'll, we'll um, talk about when we get there. Yeah, so they just signed their shortstop and second baseman. Uh, they, they just got their middle infielders right there, which are which is huge. Yeah. Um, both signings coming in the offseason. And um, the Rangers, the Mets are spending big money right now to be competitive again. And because um, you're going to see another name on that list, Max Scherzer. Also yep. left the Dodgers. Yeah. So, um, I mean, big things are happening right now. And uh, it looks like a lot of things are happening to the Dodgers. A lot of them are leaving. Yeah. A lot of them are leaving, which is unfortunate. But the Dodgers have one of those farm systems where it's like their young guys are so good and that they're almost ready to be called up. So they're, they're going to be all right. But yeah, I mean, a lot of chiseled veterans and, you know, big, big ball club guys that have been 
with the Dodgers for some time now. They're they're heading out. Mm-hmm. They got their money. They got yeah. their one ring, surprisingly. And yeah. then they're ready to call it a career with the Dodgers. But all right, Kevin Gooseman, Gaussman mm-hmm. from the Giants is now on to the Blue Jays. And then oh, next Max Serger. Serge Serger. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a three-year deal with the Mets. Yeah, for 130 mil, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you have AL Cy Young, a winner, award winner, Robbie Ray, is a five-year yep. deal with the Mariners. Mariners making some moves. Yep. Corey Seager, ten-year deal with the Rangers. How much was the total for? Um, it doesn't say, but I can see. Let me see. Ten years is a long time. Talk about. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, the crazy thing about the MLB now is that they're trying to, most teams are trying to get away from those, like, we, like, usually you hear the term, like, Albert Pujols contracts or, um, you know, like, uh, like an Alex Rodriguez contract, right? Mm -hmm. So, because players obviously get older, they get injured. So Corey Seager's still younger. He's on the younger side, but him getting a tenure and actually signing a tenure um, honestly surprises me. Um, but, hey, I mean, more power to him. Congratulations. He's a hell of a shortstop. And um, honestly, good job with the te- for the Texas Rangers on signing their middle infielders. And um, it didn't come at a cheap price, but, hey, now that's one thing you don't have to worry about. You have two solid middle infielders that are going to carry your team for a long time. So congrats to them. Yes, and they are not afraid of some money. Like you said, cheap price. Mm-hmm. It was $325 million for 10 years. Jeez. Yeah, good for him. Um, all right, we got... Um, Otani won outstanding, <clears throat> excuse me, designated hitter award, and that is it. Just, the moves for them. That's all I got. He's just winning everything, huh? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um. So a little bit of breaking news here, Brandon. Yeah. What's um, up? A a very very huge another baseball signing. Oh, let's um, go. The Detroit Tigers just signed Javi Baez um, to a six year, one hundred forty million dollar deal. So, um, he was also with the Mets. They signed, they traded for him last offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's leaving and he's going to go play in Detroit. So, um, wow. Yeah. So, interesting things to, to say the least. A lot of shakeups this year. Going to be exciting to see how the season goes. You know, I want to see how the, what the Red Sox do. They were close. Yeah. I hope they make some moves. And uh, just a little uh, message here for God knows what Brian Cashman is doing. Brian Cashman is the GM for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it's like he's scared to spend money. No so, way. I feel yeah. like Yankees always spend money. Correct. I'm glad you said that because that's what we're known for, right? Mm-hmm. But in the past couple of years, the Yankees have actually been one of the teams with the lowest salary caps, which it blows my mind. Because the Yankees have always, always, always since I 
took my first breath on this earth, Brandon. I swear to God, the Yankees love to spend money. And now it's like they're scared to do it. And mm-hmm. we're, lo- we're losing out on great free agents out here. And that's the end of my rant. Brian Cashman, you need to spend money. Quit being a bozo. All right. Well, you know, he's a big listener of the Sports Weekly Pod. So hopefully <laughs> this changes his mind. Yeah, he need. Yeah, I hope he listens. I'm going to send it to him. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you. No doubt. All right, let's move on to – we're just going to run through some college basketball uh, rankings because, you know, no one really, like, watch it. Well, people do watch, but uh, no one really pays close attention until March Madness to college basketball. So yes, we're just going to give some updates on the rankings. Uh, so Gonzaga comes in as number one this year, but they just lost to Duke, so they are now number three. Duke is one, Purdue is two, Baylor is four, and UCLA is five. Um, I've been watching a few of the games. Like I did watch that Duke Gonzaga game. Gonzaga also played UCLA. Um, and then I haven't watched Purdue. And then Baylor's returning champs. So mm-hmm. just keep an eye on those five teams. Um, I'd also yeah, keep an eye on Florida. They're six and zero, and they're usually dominant. And same with uh, Michigan State, who's five and two. And Coach Izzo is a dominant coach. And Kentucky, obviously. Yeah, I know Kentucky the other day just got upset by somebody. And um, it was Um, literally like a buzzer beater, I'm pretty sure. Let me Um, see. No, their one game they lost to was in Duke. And it was the starting game. Oh, it was the first game? Yeah. Oh. But Duke is undefeated, correct? Correct. Duke gotcha. is that team. They were yeah, just came I, out as number one today. Nice. Yeah, I wonder if they're, like, going a little harder because they know it's Coach K's last year. Oh, yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah, sort of like a uh, – I wouldn't say Cinderella story because they win almost all the time. I hope they do. No. Sort of like a last dance, you know? Like, yes. you know, they kind of got that mentality of, all right, let's win one more for Coach K. So that'd be cool. It would be because usually like in March Madness, Duke always either gets upset in the first round yeah, or like once the tournament comes around, they just fall apart. They're dominant in the regular season and then tournament time and they just like, oh, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Our guys are like, oh, let's move to the NBA. I have a quick question. Have you ever seen the 30 for 30 called I Hate Christian Leitner? Um, I have not, but I have seen like the the talks about it. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I mean, for for our listeners, if you don't know who Christian Leitner is, um, very very decorated uh, college basketball player. Um, honestly, one of the best, arguably the best college basketball player. Um, for some out there that He's still okay. say that, yeah. Um, it's a great thirty for thirty. If you guys have access to ESPN. I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, that's a that's honestly one of my favorite ones. Yes, I I will watch it. I will try to get. I'm gonna get ESPN here shortly, so I'll throw it on. Maybe watch it. Um. All right, let's go to college football. It was rivalry week. Rivalry week. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> 
Um, and I know you guys covered some games, so we will mm-hmm. recap those games. Uh, starting on Friday, like Colton said, the war on I-4, UCF took the dub 17 to 13. Um, yeah, don't have to talk about that one. Yeah, I know. You guys talked about it, but yeah. <laughs> proud UCF here. Um, Cincinnati beat East Carolina, not big, but 35 to 13. That's the wins that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Iowa beating Nebraska is big for, you'll realize on Thursday, I'll just tell you, they're in the Big Ten Championship because of this win and because of a loss right. from someone else. So that's good for them. And then Saturday, these are where the matchups are. Georgia handedly beat Georgia Tech 45-0. to zero. Jeez Louise. Ohio State, Michigan, probably the game of the day, mm-hmm. 42-27, Michigan. Yes, I was wrong. I that was way wrong. huge. So this moves Ohio State completely out. They have two losses. They're not in the championship. Michigan takes on Iowa, like I mentioned. Um, so right now, Michigan is probably going to move to three. Um, maybe two if they're lucky mm-hmm. because I think Alabama who traveled to Auburn for the iron bowl barely won. Like if you watch this game, they did not deserve to win. No, the not. Auburn quarterback, their starting quarterback, Bo Nix, Bo Nix is out for the year with mm-hmm. a, um, broken ankle. The other quarterback that was in there, that was like, doing a very good job of keeping Auburn ahead and managing the clock. And Auburn's defense held Alabama, I think, to like zero points for the first couple minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they He got hurt in like the third. Yeah, Alabama scored 10 in the fourth. And Auburn had 10 going into the – so it was 10-0 going into the fourth. So that was huge. Mm-hmm. But they won four overtime. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State won 37 to 33. And the reason why I'm talking about this game is Oklahoma's coach, Lincoln Riley, is now the coach of USC. After coming out and saying, yeah, I'm the coach of Oklahoma. I don't know why he wants to go to USC. I know it's like a good school and people like the history of USC, but like this guy probably could have been an offensive coordinator. In the NFL, probably done okay, and could have gotten a job here closely or soon. But hey, yeah. if this is his dream job, this is his dream job. <laughs> um, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Florida FSU. I know you guys talked about it. Twenty-four to twenty-one. Florida won. It was a mm-hmm. close game. It's kind. Of, it was. I know it wasn't exciting because both those teams stink. Correct. And um, I'm going to talk one more game here. Oh, Penn State, Michigan State. Great game. Love Penn State. Uh, but Michigan State won. They are now, uh, they won 30 to 27. Close game there. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. All right. Notre Dame beat Stanford 45 to 14. Notre Dame has a chance to make the playoffs. But they're independent, so they do not have a championship. So that hurts them. So they are relying on upsets in this championship. 
weekend, but they just lost their coach, who's now the coach of LSU. Yep. So Brian Kelly. So there's a little shakeup there if he's going to coach the rest of the year or if he's going to just leave right now, which I think yeah. he coaches the rest of the year. I don't want them in I the playoffs. So They're in the playoffs every year and they stink. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Rankings come out tonight. Um, if I had to guess, I would say it's Georgia one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan two, Cincinnati three, and Alabama four, and Oklahoma five, and Notre Dame six. Yeah, but let's be honest, they're gonna make Alabama like three for no reason. Yeah, Alabama will probably stay at two because they won, yeah. but that'll make it more interesting. Alabama and Georgia play next week. If Georgia that loses, great game. Both those teams are in. If Alabama loses, Alabama's out, which is that. Yeah, that is going to be great. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Let's do it. So on, you guys talked Friday, so we'll start on Saturday. Short recap week. Um, Saturday, November twenty seventh. Big games from then. You had the Knicks travel into Atlanta. Uh, the Knicks won ninety nine to ninety. And I need to know your hot take here. I don't know if this is the game where it started, but your twenty million dollar man, Kemba Walker, <laughs> is now out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. What is going on with that? Listen, Coach Tibbs is um. He's a big defensive guy. Everybody knows it. Kemba doesn't really like to play defense. Um, you know, at least at, at one point he did, but I don't know. I just – I trust Coach Tibbs. At the same time, you look at it from a business standpoint, you did just spend a lot of money to go get that guy. Yeah. So he should be playing. Um, but if he wants Alec Burke starting, then – Alex so Burke is going to start. Yeah, I don't know. Now, with that win, I believe we're 11 and 9, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, so um, we'll see how our record does with Kemba in and out, you know, uh, with Kemba being out. So we'll see. We'll see. Right now, I'm not too worried about it. Still early. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, though, Trey Young dropped 33. I think, I don't know what, they'll probably have to bring in someone here in the trade deadline or just work from, just keep developing. Um, Another good game, Brooklyn hosted the Phoenix Suns. I know you guys talked about Phoenix's run here. Mm -hmm. And they, the Phoenix Suns beat Brooklyn 113 to 107. Devin Booker dropped 30. Kevin Durant dropped 39. Two stars. Yeah, two certified buckets right there. And then uh, Miami at Chicago. Miami won 107 to 104. Pretty close game. Mm -hmm. Uh, DeRozan with 28. Oh, man, I didn't see this. In OT, Houston beat Charlotte. 146 to 143. Oh, that's dang. A- <laughs> High scoring game. 
Oh, and at the top there, Minnesota beat Philadelphia in double overtime, 121 to 120. Yeah. And beat wow. with 42. So it looks like Embiid's back. I know he's been, oh, he's been on the COVID list. So that was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, I mean, they're going to have to do something, dude. They're on and off. Yeah. And then Washington beat Dallas 120 to 114. Luca is back with 33 that game. Bradley Beal with 26. And Utah get it right against the worst team in the NBA. 127 to 105 against the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to throw this out real quick. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm pretty sure you were going to mention it anyways. Um, so, big news coming out of Denver um, with Michael Porter Jr. Yes. Going to miss the rest of the season. Back surgery. Yeah. Which we've right. talked about. Remember, we've mentioned that yep. that was the biggest thing coming out of college was his back mm-hmm. and if he can hold up um it sucks to see a young kid like that go down but yeah it's not hopefully he gets right seriously like he's got a lot of talent i just hope mm-hmm. that they could figure it out and just i don't know get it right i'm trying to think i thought there was another injury that just happened that's going to have someone out for a while. Um, I don't know. It'll come up to me. But um, So Sunday, we will talk Golden State. I mean, at this point, are you even surprised? They beat the Clippers 105 to 90. Curry with 33. Um, what was that set you told me the other day? Um, about stuff? Yeah. Oh, hold on. I know which one you're talking about. Um, it is – okay, so Steph has um, – I want to say it was over 100 three-pointers mm. in um, the first, like – man, hold on. I got to find the actual stat because it, it was mind-blowing. Um, but at the same time, for Steph, it's – you kind of expect it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the guy's just – you can't say anything about Steph Curry that just isn't, like, surprising anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing he does surprises me anymore because it's just, like, you kind of just have to expect it now. So, yeah. through 15 games – this is as of November. Mm-hmm. Through 15 games, he had 85 three. So I want to say he – I think the the stat that I had told you the other day was he had 100 through 20 games, which is the fastest anybody's ever done it. And um, he's just a cheat code, honestly. It, that's all it is. God. That guy's good. He's fun to watch, man. He's, he's ex- extremely fun. And he's playing with a lot of emotion. I don't know if you saw. He got te- uh, teed up. The other night, I saw that. And then, like, goes on a run and tees up the ref. Yeah. Or tees up the defense or whatever. I don't know what he doesn't need his tech for, but that was good. Right. Yeah. Um. So we have, we had that signing Sunday as well. So Milwaukee beat Indiana 118 to 100. 
Mm. And Milwaukee just signed DeMarcus Cousins. Yep. yep so yep. that's pretty Maybe huge for them if they can get the boogie that was in Sacramento, or at least the one that was in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Because, um, so I think, remember we talked about that, I don't know who's injured and stuff? It's Brooke Lopez. Oh, okay. I oh, think, wow. Yeah, Brooke Lopez. So is, the signing makes a lot more sense now. Yes, because right now they're starting Bobby Portis. At the center? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, the signing makes so much sense now. Yeah, he is injured. Brooke Lopez. Injury. I'm trying to figure this out. Oh, great. Um, oh, yeah. Speak of going back to Steph, though, real quick. I did see something that he is 50, he's shooting 51% from the three when he's covered with a defender four feet or I'm closer. I'm up. Say that one more time. What was the percentage? 51. It's like 51.9%. Wow. From so he he is a better shooter when a defender's four feet closer than being wide open. So that's insane, first and foremost. Real quick. Through six weeks of the NBA, mm-hmm. um, they have like the season leaders for um, each respective category. Mm-hmm. Him and KD are tied for points per game at 28.6. Wow. Yeah. Followed by Giannis at 27, Jokic at 26.4. Okay. And do you want to guess who number five is? Um, Luca? No. Uh, Trey Young. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know. My bad. Okay. Yeah. So Trey Young at 26 points a game. Um, He actually has, as of yesterday, he has the most, he had the most points through all with, through the entire NBA through six weeks. He had 545 points. Oh, wow. Followed followed by Steph and KD, who are also tied with one less at 544. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. DeMar, as you just mentioned, DeMar mm-hmm. has 542 points. Okay, so very close. It's going to be interesting towards the end of the year so you can maintain the scoring. Mm-hmm. Is where, I mean, we're used to KD and Steph. Trey's young. He's coming back in. Yeah. And then DeRozan, not a good score. Like, he has never been that dominant scorer, but he's doing good now on the new yeah. team. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Brooke Lopez, it's his back. Mm-hmm. So I did all that for a back injury. But I figured out the injury. It was Ja. Ja, ja Morant. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out yeah. for a while. Yeah. With... Yeah, I want mm-hmm. – Is it a wrist? Uh, it's his knee. Knee. So, oh yeah, he the MRIs came back negative, thankfully. So he is out for a while, which is going to be a huge loss for Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. But they beat Sacramento on Sunday, one twenty-eight to one hundred one. Dylan Brooks, twenty-one points, solid for them. 
Um, Los Angeles barely beat Detroit. Dude, I don't know what's um, – we've talked about Los Angeles enough. I mean, 110 to 106, you need to do something else, man. Seriously. Uh, let's just move on. I'm tired of them. Monday, <laughs> last night, uh, November 29th, Orlando. Yeah, they lost. What a surprise. Denver at Miami. I saw the Jokic brothers were in attendance. Oh, yes, sir, they were. And Jokic put on a clinic, beating Miami 120 to 111. Jokic with 24 points, Bam with 24 as well. Solid outing, good game um, through and through. No really, like, no one got off to a hot start. No one really, mm-hmm. they kept it close the entire game, which is exciting. But Denver obviously pulled away. Um, mm-hmm. But I think their injuries are just catching up. I think you guys mentioned it on the last pod. Mm-hmm. Um, Jokic being out for that small period of time. Porter out now for the season. Murray still man. trying to come back. Uh, yeah. And the guys that they have, Gordon, Millsap, and Barton, are just not stepping up enough. I so, thought – wait, uh, Millsap and Paul Millsap? Yeah. Is he not on the team anymore? I think he went to Brooklyn. No way. Yeah, he's, I think he's on Brooklyn. Okay. Well, never mind then. Then yeah, he's not stepping up at all for them. <laughs> I thought. Um, hmm. uh, so real quick here, just um, as a video just was posted um, 28 minutes ago, um, a scary sight around the league. Um, Clay Thompson is back playing oh, five on fives. I saw that. I also saw him and, and Wiseman uh, are now on the G G League team. And it was like yep. the G League team superstar or uh, super team is finally being assembled. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, he just just from this little snippet, this little 30 second video. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's just good to see him back, you know. Um, Ooh, he's man. doing play things. So, yeah, uh, yeah the, excited. Yeah, this is their little. Uh, little G League um, run here that him and Wiseman had, but this one is strictly focusing on Clay. And uh, I'll send it to you, but... Uh, Where'd you see it at? Yeah. Uh, it's on Instagram. Okay. What's the account so people can see it? Oh, it's uh, the NBA account. So if okay. you guys... Uh, yeah, go check that out. They have just posted it. Yep. All right. All right. Here we go. NBA season is about to be over when those two guys come back. <laughs> Um, we also had Charlotte go into Chicago. Chicago beat them up. Chicago's still on their run, 133 to 119. Vooch with 30. Nice. Um, Houston making a good, solid, I don't know, run, I guess. Beat OKC 102 to 89. Christian Wood, you know, they're young guys are playing well. Yeah. Yeah. They got, yeah. I like, like, let's, let me look at their. Just from the stats from this game. So you had Christian Wood with 24, and then their young guy did not play. Hmm. Just was, yeah, he did not play that game. So is he hurt? Uh could be. Interesting. I I don't remember seeing anything, but he could be. I did see though, speaking of young guys, Orlando's dude. Suggs 
is out for a few weeks. I think he was the four to six that I saw with mm. a broken hand. Mm, that's unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. It's very, you know. I mean, he hasn't done much, though. He's, his shot is just, oh, it needs to be he fixed. Can't um, mm. I mean, he shot, like, last night. I played Philly. He went five for 13. Now, I understand he's a, he's a rookie. That's the thing. Like, he is the typical rookie where they're struggling in the NBA. They're not making a lot of shots. Um, he's got to figure something out. But Franz, guy with 27 right there, he's starting right now. He's getting hot. One for five, though, on threes. And again, Ross, I mean, that's covering Ross right there. Ross was 0 for 6 from threes, five points. So T Ross, T Ross, he's, I'm telling you, dude, he's out. He's out this offseason. This offseason or at least in uh, the trade deadline. We can't lose T. Ross because if we lose T. Ross, you know what else we lose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also <laughs> had uh, Cleveland beat Dallas 114-96. to Jared Allen with 28. And then Utah 129-107 to against Portland. So Utah trying to figure things out after that whooping that they had against the Magic. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really it for the recap for these games here. Anything that we missed that stood up to you? No, I think we got it all. All right. Then I'm going to run through Tuesday and Wednesday just – Tuesday being 11.30 and Wednesday being December 1st, just because we no, want to see them. So uh, we have New York at Brooklyn tonight, TNT matchup, going to be exciting. Ooh. Golden State at Phoenix, going to be exciting as well. That is a TNT closer. Oh. So huge matchups there. Battle for That's Brooklyn. Tonight? And then, yeah, battle for like the top. Oh, yeah. Good game right there. Um, LA goes into Sacramento. LA. Lakers. Oh, Jesus. So that's a huge game because Sacramento beat them a few days ago. Yeah, we're not guys... mention that. <laughs> um, Memphis at Toronto and then Detroit at Portland wraps up those games. And then Wednesday, Atlanta at the Pacers. Denver take on the Orlando Magic. Tickets as low as $6. God. One day. <laughs> One day. Uh, Minnesota at Washington, Philly at Boston. Going to be a good game. Boston kind of getting things going. Mm-hmm. I know Colton has mentioned his thoughts about Boston. They are above, both teams are 11 and 10. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. I was listen- so speaking of Boston, um, I was listening to the pod and mm-hmm. it got me thinking. I think. They are set. They're going to be buyers and sellers at the trade deadline, dude. Okay, I'm I glad think they make a huge that. trade. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask Colton because that's what I thought as well. Last pod, mm-hmm. I was going to bring it up to him, and I was like, ah, still maybe too early. But I had that in my mind since last Saturday. I was like, dude, they have to make a move. Yeah, you and you. It's sad to say you have to trade one of your stars. 
Yeah, and honestly, I see Jalen Brown leaving. I was about to say, if go. you trade Tatum, you're dumb. You're crazy, yeah. Tatum is that dude. He is – I don't want to call him – look, I'm not going to put this as, you know, this is the next dude, but this guy has the mentality of Kobe. Yeah, absolutely. He's not absolutely the next Kobe, does. but he is Kobe Bryant, reincarnated practically. And he and a lot of people have been making that comparison, which uh, and I, I don't fault you for at all because I agree with you 100. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's just special. The guy's a bucket, and he he's just gotten better every year, right? Which you want from a star. Yeah. So if you if the Celtics even think about getting rid of him, they're insane. If they do, send they're him to in the trouble. Knicks. We'll take him. But <laughs> the magic. I think any team will take him. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely see the Celtics being buyers, um, and they have to they have to sell one of their star pieces because it's it's not working right now. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of let me finish these games and I'll tell you this other trade I saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have Cleveland and Miami, pretty good teams right there. Both surprisingly at the top, not surprising. Cleveland at the top, but. Miami, we expected. Charlotte at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's getting it back together. Um, Dallas at New Orleans. We're still waiting on Zion. I don't think he's played yet. Um, Houston at OKC, which I think they literally just played. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was the one where Houston beat him up. Beat him, yeah. Wow. And then you have Sacramento taking on the other LA team, the Clippers. So exciting games tonight. Not so exciting next or tomorrow. I mean, you just have that Philly Boston game and then Cleveland Miami. But okay, so you guys talked about it yesterday or not yesterday, Saturday Seven. on the pod with the mm-hmm. Suns and DeAndre Ayton, how they have not offered him a contract. Right. So I saw one where it was the Suns send Ayton to first. Oh, I think was on tiktok i think so yeah yeah so yeah, that's where we get our reliable sources everyone um no, no no so and i just thought this was interesting and i think they send like another young player to mm. the timberwolves for cat yeah that would be huge but I, what are your I thoughts i agree i agree i mean cat is definitely like like colton and i were mentioning um DeAndre Aiden is more of like the traditional center, right? He grabs boards. He's going to protect the rim. Cat mm-hmm. is more of like a stretch five. Um, like I had mentioned last, last pod, like your, your Joel Embiid's, your Jokic, you know, they're comfortable around the perimeter. Um, so Cat has, you know, a nice little mid range. He shoots a couple threes here and there. Um, but I think that'd be a great trade, to be honest with you. Um, exciting for the league. What's up? It would be exciting for the league. Oh, absolutely. I definitely. Um, right, because the Timberwolves have D'Lo mm-hmm. and Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Right, those two are studs. Who's a Anthony Edwards is a huge stud. Yeah, that dude's exciting to watch as well. Um, the way he dunks on people is scary. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my god um so i think having Aiden in there 
as a piece that doesn't really need the ball on the offensive end would help the Timberwolves because you have to please Carl Anthony Towns on the offensive end too, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think transitioning him out and putting Aiden in there to strictly protect, protect the rim, get my rebounds and let's move it. And then on the other hand, you have another person that can score the ball besides Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I think it works perfectly for both teams. I think it works for the Timberwolves more because like you mentioned, Aiton is not that dominant ball guy. Mm -hmm. The only thing I think for the Suns is you have two dominant ball handlers already Mm -hmm. in D-Book and CP3. So it's going to be interesting, or if that happens, it would be interesting to see how they're going to keep that rotation going. I mean, obviously I don't think Paul needs the ball in his hand a lot, but D-Book does. Yeah. But also, they were teammates in Kentucky, Cat and D-Book. Oh, that's right. So they have the chemistry. So you guys heard it here first. If this trade happens, the dudes on TikTok put it out first, and then we put it out second. Um, so yeah, that is NBA. Um, no breaking news right now. It is early in the morning. Nothing really happens in the morning. So let's move on to Sunday in the NFL. Sunday, November 20th. Sunday, we had some very exciting games. We're going to move on to NFL now. Um, had a little problem there. Fabian, you still with me? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, just had some internet. No worries. Problems. All right. So we have Cincinnati beating up on the Steelers. Yes, uh, 41 to 10. It just showed, and they did it behind Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon with 165 yards. Um, not looking good for Big Ben. His season is over. His career is over, unfortunately. I think he is done. Um, the Bucks beat the Colts uh, behind Lenny and his four touchdowns, three on the ground, one through the air. Mm-hmm. I wish they could have gave it to someone else, too. Gee, Louise. Uh, Carolina didn't show up at all. Cam Newton didn't show up at all either against Miami. Benched. 33 to 10. Shout out Frankie. They benched Miami guys. Yeah. Well, they. I don't know if you saw, they came out and said Cam is still getting acclimated to the offense. Um, he is the starter, and they didn't want the pressure of the fourth quarter to get to him. So keep in mind, this is MVP, Heisman winning, national championship, Super Bowl front runner, Cam Newton. They sat on the bench because they didn't want the fourth quarter to get to Wild. Um, so we had New England host Tennessee, 36 to 13. New England put a whooping on the beat up Tennessee. I'm going to, you know, big new England guy here. I am going to admit <laughs> Tennessee is missing a lot of players. They're missing mm-hmm. three offensive studs. If Tennessee had 
Derrick Henry, the game would be changed. If the Tennessee Titans had all three, would New England still win? Probably. But wow. We, yeah, I would say so. I don't think it would be 36 13. I, I think it would have been like 24 to 21, 17 to 14. Very low scoring game. Both these defenses are solid. Both teams want to run the ball. But I know we talk about how New England wants to run with Damian Harris. The, mm-hmm. the star of that game was Mac Jones with 310 yards, two TDs, mm-hmm. no picks, 23 for 32. Fabian, he, I know we talk about this every week. I'm sorry, but he is a stud. <laughs> this guy is a stud in the making. He's barely yeah, missing man. two passes. Um, no, I, I hear you. Um, I was like I mentioned to Colton last last episode. I had a I had a formally apologize to all Patriots fans because I thought you guys were crazy, and uh, you know he's he's definitely proven me wrong. So he's just uh, he's proven a lot of his haters wrong and a lot of his doubters and the people who were skeptical on him. So uh, yeah, I mean the guy's lights out. There's not there's no two ways around it. He's just to come in your rookie year in a Bill Belichick run team and do that, it's uh it's big. Yes. And I know people say like, oh, they're behind the defense. They've outscored their past they're six and oh in the last six games. They've outscored their opponents 149 points point differential. This offense is moving right now. 54 mm-hmm. against the Jets, 27 against the Chargers, 24 against the Panthers, 45 against the Browns, 25 against the Falcons, and 36 against the Titans. So, like, we can, they can put up some points, but they got a tough schedule here coming up. Bills, Colts, then a bye, then Bills. So, we'll see how they do with the three of those games. Um, we had your New York. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I just realized you skipped the Dolphins because it's not a tough game. No, I was just doing the next three. We play the Jags and we oh, play gotcha, Dolphins gotcha. at the end, but we'll talk about the Dolphins when we get closer to them. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I drop 100 for once on them. <laughs> um, so we had Philly take on the Giants, and Philly lost this game. The Giants did not win it. We both know this. <laughs> Don't even try to say that the Giants – somehow won no um no the most important thing from that game was that they retired michael strahan's number his jersey so that was terrible oh my god it was such a bad game yeah i mean the eagles oh go ahead (laughs) no i'm sorry to any giants fans that if you're happy that you won that game because you beat the eagles i get it I understand why you're happy because that's the highlight of the season is that you yeah. beat the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles leading rusher was Jalen Hurts with 77 yards. Miles Sanders did go out in the second half with uh, an injury. He's day to day. So that's not good. Oh, going back to injuries real quick. Carolina placed Christian McCaffrey on IR. Christian McCaffrey is now out for the year because you cannot go on IR twice um, twice and come back. So he is out. 
so yeah, Philly, I hope they figure something out. They are probably done for the year. I mean, they stink. They they, just, they can't they just draft lost. is the biggest thing. No, they, they can't. So, um, you also had the Falcons against the Jags. The Jags made a last effort comeback. Uh, Cordero, 100-yard rushing, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, 228 yards passing. Um, but Atlanta, surprisingly, was just a little too much for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Game of the week, we had the Jets take on Houston. (laughs) And the New York Jets, Zach Wilson, won the game. They won 21 to 14, same score as Atlanta versus Jacksonville. The leading rusher for that game, Tevin Coleman, with 67 yards. Very exciting game. Probably the worst pick in NFL history. I don't know if you saw uh, Zach Wilson was trying to like shovel pass it to his running back. His running back was not paying attention. No, nope, he wasn't even off. looking at him. Yeah, it bounced off his hands and into the defender. So that <laughs> is a garbage fire of a team. But let's roll into another garbage fire. LA, the Chargers took on the Denver Broncos and Justin Herbert with 303 passing yards, but also threw a pick six. To Patrick Sertan. So I saw a stat today. Rookie Patrick Sertan, his dad, Patrick Sertan, senior, Mm -hmm. his last touchdown was in Denver. And then Sertan Jr., his first touchdown was in Denver. Denver. Cool. That's That's pretty cool. And the senior did not play for Denver, played for Miami. So that was pretty funny. But the Chargers, they're falling apart. They're, yeah. I don't know what happened. They're uh, Herbert still playing good, but and their defense is solid. But I don't. It's just another question, like what happened? Mike Williams getting shut down. Eckler getting yeah. shut down. Keenan Allen getting shut down. So yeah. like they have the guys. Jared Cook getting shut down. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, they have a team. They have a decorated team around them, so it's not like, you know, defenses can't be figuring them out that easy. No, no way. And their defense is doing fine. Like, it's doing – it's one of the top defenses. It's like top ten against passing and running. Um, So they need to figure something out. Both L.A. teams here. I mean, we'll move on to the next game. L.A., against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and his nine toes. Um, he <laughs> is unlikely to have surgery during their bye week. They are on bye this week. Mm. Uh, but L.A. lost 28-36. to Rodgers with 307. A.J. Dillon with 69 yards. Nice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, Odell did have a touchdown this game. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. And Adams had like, you know, Ray MZ is the dude that like comes out and talks trash to everyone. Mm-hmm. And he came out and talked trash to Adams. He did it in the NFC championship. Nope. Mm-hmm. Divisional championship last year. And oh man, Adams put it, the work on him both times. Yeah. Yeah. But Ramsey also got his. So, um, who else? 
I don't think there was anything else from this game. Green Bay showing that they are that team to beat in the NFC. Um, so we had Minnesota take on San Fran, 34 to 26. San Fran won. Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins with 220 or 238 passing and probably one of the worst plays of the year. He lined up behind the guard oh. to take a snap. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Mattinson so, had to go and tell him, like, hey, buddy, you're in the wrong spot. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jefferson was on the wrong side of the field. So they just called timeout. It was a rough time for the Minnesota Vikings. And yeah. And the play clock was about to run out. Yeah. Listen, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is probably one of the worst quarterbacks with I, when it comes to IQ football. No IQ. way. Kirk Cousins is that dude. This is just. Oh, uh, man. I don't know. It happens. There's been, there's been other times where. Dude, there was a time in Washington when it was a two-minute drill. Mm-hmm. They had a couple couple seconds left. He ran up to the line, needing to spike the ball, and instead he kneeled. I mean, come oh on. man, <laughs> I gotta Hi. show you the video because I saw it the other day. But the guy's a goof. It happens to people. Tom Brady thought it was fourth down Did one time know? last year against the 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 Bears. And it was yeah, turnover downs. I know. So, um, and that's your quarterback, dude. Honorary Bucks fan, I heard. Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> another injury from this game. Eliza Mitchell, the 49ers running back, was hurt. Um, I think it's his shoulder again. And then Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, his shoulder as well. And he mm-hmm. will probably miss a game with it. Yes. Uh, you had Cleveland at Baltimore. This game stunk. Oh my God, baby! There was a time where, within like um, two minutes, there was four turnovers from each team. I I did see that. It was see. I want to see Lamar's final stat line. Four interceptions. Yep, is all I remember. So he went 20 for 32, 165 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. He had 68 yards rushing. The one touchdown was Mark Andrews. God, dude. This game was so bad. Yeah, turnover city. Cleveland needs to get Baker out of there. He's hurting more than helping. He's Mm -hmm. a tough dude. He wants to play, but just sit him. Please just sit him for the love of God. Please just sit this guy. Who ended up winning that game? Baltimore won 16 to 10. Jeez. Yeah. I'll tell you who didn't win. The fans. fans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Cleveland, I think they're done. They were done before it even started. Um, Baltimore apparently is the, they are the top team in the AFC. And not with that performance. I don't think so. I think New England's the top. Like, if you watch the game of football, you can realize that um, New England's number one. And then I would say probably Tennessee is number two in the AFC. Or Buffalo. Buffalo is... A healthy Tennessee. Yes. Healthy Tennessee is number one over anyone. That's right. And then we also had last night's game, Monday, November 29th. We had Seattle at Washington. Again, another terrible oh, game. Um, Washington was up eight going into the final minute, and Seattle made a drive. 
Um, DK was held without a nope. DK was held with one catch. Yeah, but he didn't game. get any. I so I saw a crazy stat. He didn't get not even one target through the first half. Yeah, it was terrible. That's crazy. I picked him in my Fanduel lineup. Oh, I know. Um, but this is, I mean, Washington won fine. McKissick, um, their backup running back, I think it was a concussion. He was up, he was moving around, but they did bring mm-hmm. out the cart for him. So, decent piece to him. Hopefully, he's okay. Gibson mm-hmm. did well. Uh, this could be a good opportunity for them to realize that what they have with Gibson and run the ball more with him. Um, oh, yeah. Also, I want to jump back to the Cleveland game real quick. And what, listen, I know Baltimore's defense is tough, but you have arguably the best runner behind Derrick Henry, just pure runner in Chubby? Nick Chubb. And you give him the ball eight times, and he only has 16 yards. Eight times. Whoa. Seriously? And, like, you have Kareem Hunt, too, who's a solid stud as a running back as well. Seven carries. Yeah. Between them, you have 15 carries, and they have 36 yards. Now, they lost their right tackle. I know he's probably out for the season. Tease and peace to him. Uh, it's like a knee. Mm. Um, but seriously, guys, run the ball. Your quarterback can't throw. He's on there with like 18 different injuries. And you have two solidified running backs. Run the damn ball, Cleveland. Jesus Christ. Now, this is besides the point, but I lost in fantasy because they can't, they didn't run the ball. Like you're they were up. At a point. Yeah. And they didn't run it. Just run, like their defense is solid enough to hold the Baltimore Ravens to 16 points. Run the damn ball, Cleveland. God, man. <sighs> okay. Rant's over. Let's move on to Seattle. They're done. I'll send, I'll send it to the head coach. Thanks. Kevin Stefanski. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get him fired. Um, so, yeah, Seattle, another team. They're done. They're out. They stink. Um, they can't. Russell Wilson, I don't know who the problem is. Is it Russ? Is it the defense? Is it the offense? It's the mm. offense. Defense is playing solid. They played great last night. Um, Russ is out. I don't know if you saw, because they had the turmoil in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Or in the offseason where Russ is like, I want traded. Trade. Um, but, like, I don't think it's Russ's – like, I don't think Russ is the solution. I think Russ is part of the problem. Like, they say, let Russ cook. Russ is cooking with an easy bake right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was he, a good one. Like, he's missing. There was a play. It was, I think, going into half. DK was – or not going into half. Starting the second half, DK was double covered on the outside. One dude was wide open in the middle. And he's like, I'm going to throw it to my stud, DK. And the guy was, like, standing there waving his arms. Even the ESPN crew saw it and, like, circled it. <laughs> so, um, they're an interesting team to watch in the offseason. That's all I got to yeah. say. But they're done. They're out. They're not out of contention, obviously, but they just lost to Washington, who's on a three-game win streak, by the way. So, nice. 
If you're a team like the Broncos, um, mm-hmm. who else needs a quarterback? Um, uh, let's just say you're a team that needs a quarterback. Okay, Carolina. Carolina. Miami. Uh, my, yeah, the Miami. Eagles. The Eagles. Are you, like, excited to try and go and, like, get Russ? If I – this is the team. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I am calling oh. – yeah, that's true. The Seattle Seahawks and getting everything I can to get Russ. With that defense, mm-hmm. who is solid, the run game you have is solid. You go get Russ, and you have three good receivers, Juju, Deontay Johnson, and Claypool. Mm-hmm. Go get Russ, figure out your offensive line in the offseason and in the draft, get him some studs up there to block and get back to the Steelers' way of winning championships or being contenders, yeah. Yeah. Led by the defense and the running game. Yep. And then you have a quarterback who can put the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be there. Yeah, because you can tell Ben Roethlisberger is not that guy anymore. Dude, Ben Roethlisberger needs to retire. I was was watching Pat McAfee show yesterday, and they were saying he needs the old yellow treatment. Take him out back. Oh, Oh man, and, you know, let him Just go. End it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the worst part is you can't sit him. It's the they said it's the greatest quarterback the Steelers have ever had. Um, yeah. But that could be hard to believe, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I so mean, the Giants like, were going through the same thing with Eli. Yeah, exactly. You can't sit them. Yeah. Yeah, they just it wasn't, Yeah, it wasn't until like Eli was pretty much forced out. Because Lord knows, like, he wasn't going to retire. <laughs> yeah. At least he didn't sad. want to. Yeah. And that's what's part of it. I think that's what the Steelers – I mean, you can't sit Big Ben. Because who are you going to sit him for? Yeah. Mason Rudolph? That guy stinks as well. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins? Uh, no, uh, I would, certified scrub. I would sit him as well. I would keep Big Ben. So, Same. I mean, you keep him – he's on a one-year contract. He's out after this year. Um, He'll probably pull, like, a Phillip Rivers – maybe and just be like oh i can't go out like that yeah let me go to another team and what team's gonna take them you know no one yeah um also another quarterback that i think should get another shot we talked about this the other day in person uh gardner Minshew, back up on philly please trade for him yeah seriously um so that is it for nfl recap We'll have the preview on Thursday. Um, any breaking news? Um, I don't think so. Not anymore. Um, Tiger Woods came out a little while ago. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he's getting back to golf part time. Um, so it's just good to see that he's still alive. Um, yeah. He said, "Quote: I am lucky to be alive." He said, "Leg amputation." was on the table so good thing he that didn't happen i did see <laughs> um, that as well um so yeah so for those of you who may have forgotten or may have not known tiger woods was in a very bad car accident um i want to say at the beginning of this year no uh february yes yeah and um so he hasn't golfed since and um he wants to slowly progress back into golf as he said, the I want to say it was yesterday, just part-time golfer right now. So 
it's going to be good to see him back on the course soon, though. And uh, it's just good to see that he's still breathing, man. Yes, definitely. And, I mean, it's good when he's when he's playing. It's good mm-hmm. for the golf world. Um, we did – so I wanted to talk more on some of the stats that we talked about. Uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Suggs, rookie for the Magic. He is out for several weeks with the right thumb. And then the Dallas Cowboys have eight positive tests. Um, for COVID, including five assistant coaches, one player, and Mike McCarthy. So their head coach is out. And I believe it came out yesterday that uh, Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, who has been an NFL head coach, like went to Super Bowls, uh, he will be the coach for them. And I think that is it. Um. We talked about Brian Kelly. Oh, Debo Samuel injury for the 49ers. He did, but he's out for one to two weeks with a strained groin. So fantasy players, that guy's been solid. Keep an eye or plan to be without him for probably one to two weeks. Um, Spentler, Spencer Rattler, the quarterback for Oklahoma, the backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. He is transferring. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, right. He got benched. Joe Harris, big injury there. He's expected to miss, expect, expected to miss four to eight weeks with ankle surgery. Ooh. Um, shooter, shoot. That guy's I a know. shooter. He is. And it's going to be a big loss, honestly, for the Nets there. Now, I understand, you know, they still have their solid two players, but he's a role player right now. Yeah. Hey, there should be an over-under on if Kyrie's coming back or not. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, no, neither. He ain't getting vaccinated anytime soon. Uh, let's see. Two days ago I saw um I'm just running through Instagram right now, real quick. Um, Florida, they hired their new coach, Billy Napier from Louisiana. Bearing a class negotiation. Yep. So, new coach for Florida there. Um, so, yeah, I think that is it for – oh, I see your uh, stats here for NBA. All the top five are within five points. Um, we'll run through some of them. As well, assist you have Chris Paul assist per game. You have Chris Paul at ten point one, Harden at nine point four, Trey Young at nine, Russ at eight point seven, Aluka at eight point one. Total assists you have Paul at two hundred two, Russ at one ninety one, Young at one ninety, Harden at one eighty eight, and Lamelo at one seventy six. Mm-hmm. Rebounds you have Gobert. I'm just gonna do the top five. I'm not gonna say their stats. Gobert, Jokic, Capella. Valanchunas and Giannis. And that's rebounds per game. Steals per game. Number one, you have Caruso. Jimmy Buckets. Is it Deontay? The Murray um, for the Spurs. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's Deontay. Deontay? I don't know. There's D. Murray for the Spurs. Marcus Smart and Gary Trent Jr. on the Raptors. And then blocks per game. Oh, yeah. Miles Turner at one, 
Davis at two, <laughs> Gobert at three, uh, Daniel Gar- Garford at four, and at number five, averaging two blocks a game, Mo Block Bamba. <laughs> and he has yeah. 40 blocks total. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's up there. Um, you had mentioned Valanchunas. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the game he had yesterday? I did not. So he went seven for seven from the three point line, ended with 35 points. Oh my God. <laughs> and um, the only players to have 35 points and more than seven rebounds this season are him and Steph Curry. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, Let's big man was letting it go yesterday. Putting the team on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it for news and notes, recaps for the team. Minnesota placed Patrick Peterson on their COVID-19 list. So, all right. Well, we can keep scrolling and find a tough, different stuff. If anything comes out. We'll tell you guys on Thursday. So that is it for Sports Weekly, Tuesday, November 30th. Thank you all for listening. Uh, We will catch you guys on Thursday. See ya. Mm